0: You're listening to The Green Machine, your home for Irish football news and nostalgia. David Dunn here, joined by Martin Prendergast. And on this episode, we're going to give our reaction to Stephen Kenny's 25-man squad against French and the Dutch coming up. And also, we're going to talk about Jim Crawford's on a 21 squad. And also, we are going to talk about Vera Pau and her furious reaction to her, well, not firing her. Uh, yeah, firing. Let's, let, let's call it what it is. Uh, her contract was not renewed, and my God, she's let the FBI have it all. This and a little bit more coming up on the Green Machine, and the way we do with the music, Martin. It's been a while. We have another international window. Cannot wait. Got Paris in the autumn time, and we've got Dublin in the autumn time too. Funny enough, that uh, we're going to both games. You and I, Martin, aren't we? we with a we're the backbone, aren't we? Will you and I, I mean, I've got free tickets because i got a media pass, but, you know, I I would have gone otherwise, as far.
1: Yeah, look, I'm really looking forward to this. It's always exciting, obviously, following Ireland, and, yeah, off to Paris, it's going to be great. Um, I'm absolutely really looking forward to it because, you know, I think it is an exciting time now, again, to be an Ireland fan that you know, we're gonna. Well, it is. i I'm Mr. Positive now, yeah. Podcast, as you know, well, I think it is. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, it is certainly under 21s is is a very exciting squad. He's he's picked, and we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. But you know, we've we've come off the back of a World Cup, and there's. I think it's just an interesting time. Maybe that's the words I need to say because it's. There's all last 24, 36 hours. Oh uh, yeah. Of Irish Fun. football has been kind of what we kind of expect now. Um, yeah, it's
0: fantastic. Uh, like, we, we have a team on the precipice of elimination, unless to get something out of like two of the best teams in the world. And we have a women's team who's just come back from work up with no manager. Yeah, Martin, I'm just, I'm stoked. Look, maybe but, I just like the, the trips. That's it.
1: Every game is an away for me. And that's very cliched. But now we're going to be traveling home from London, I'm going to Paris, going to be going to Dublin as well on a Sunday afternoon. So, yeah. what more can you look, you know, looking forward to a few pints in the kind of the sun, wow. I suppose. So
0: maybe that's it, Dave. I think that that is very <laughs> much it. That's very much it. Oh God. But anyway, yes, uh, Martin and I will be in Paris. Martin and I will also will be in Dublin with Nick because Nick lives there. So, you know, I'd be kind of rude not to. And uh, we will, we'll be around. I'll be around. Anyway, I the L Eurostar, have the L standard premiere. Martin, uh, what about you? Do you you're going to Eurostar, aren't you? Yeah, Eurostar over on, on match day.
1: So, yep. Um, oh dear. Yeah, brilliant way to travel isn't it you just sit oh. back probably grab a couple of cans and you know then plot up somewhere near saint claude i think it is which is near part de the and um yeah that's it i mean one of the things that i think it might be relevant to people traveling is that the fai are going to make us collect tickets in person over there oh yeah um, that's actually been a stipulation from the french fa and interestingly the french fans when they attended dublin they had to collect them from the french embassy so it's a little bit tit for tat, if you get what I mean. Uh, one James. thing, I, yeah, that, that that's how they did it. Um, and one thing, we are being charged sixty-five euro for these tickets, which is quite expensive. But again, it's Paris. No, it's not that. It's not that Dave. It's because the French actually asked for a reduction of prices when they came to Dublin and said we will do a reciprocal arrangement. And the FAI, as you know, we charge a high level price for our matches at. Landsdown road and therefore the french went well okay when you come to dublin you'll probably be paying a minimum of 65 euro and that's what irish fans are going to be charged 65 euro so it's money basically the fai (laughs) fleecing us a little bit or the way fans um very very expensive compared to the last time we were there um
0: yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I was there. Well, I mean, I, I was there in 2009. That was the last time I was there. Were you there for the 1-2-0 the where we, we lost And if it wasn't for a very bad pitch? 2018 Declan Rice play. Were you there for that one? No, I wasn't. Uh, people were talking about
1: it. Actually, it's even saying it's about €30 euro a, a ticket for that game.
0: Yeah, it was a dead oh, rubber match, to be fair. Yeah, Battered. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, and you were saying earlier as well, weren't you, that there isn't actually many people go into this you know is money friend uh the world cup probably a bit of uh fate lost in stephen kenny do you reckon mark mr Positive possibly as well than... yeah you yeah, know but it's the end of summer as well kids have gone back to school
1: now mm. and um you've also got the distraction of probably a, a better sporting irish team to watch or with you know the the, the rugby team heading off to france ironically um you know, with with a greater chance of success than probably we have in the football.
0: Yeah, well, just like the the rugby team, you know, our best yeah. uh, our best goal in the World Cup is a quarterfinal because the rugby team can't get past the quarterfinal, <laughs> even when one of the best teams in it. Now, I, I I can't wait Eurostar uh, going over on the Wednesday, and yeah, I love the Eurostar and can't wait, can't wait to have my croissant. And My <laughs> bit of coffee as well. Get a bit of work done, you know. Don't don't, don't want you roustabouts near me, Martin, with the cans and that nonsense. Oh, yeah, bag of cans running away. Okay, cans, it's going to be a bit more. But you're Carlsberg as well, isn't it? A bit more
1: sophisticated in in Paris.
0: Oh yeah, John Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can of Guinness. I know I love it's going to be great crack. And listen, we're going to be around. We're we're, we're going to be around Paris. Come and say hello. We're going to be around the Park of Prance, and uh, yeah, j- just say hello. I'm going to be going around. Trying to get some comments there. I'm sure Daryl, if you listen, he always does. Uh, he'll be there as well, Martin. And, yeah, just say hello if you see us. Uh, we just want to hear from you guys. So much going on in Irish football, whether it's, it's the senior men's teams, the women's team, or the other 21s. Irish football is never boring. Right, Martin, should we get into it? Should we talk about Stephen Kenny's uh, 25-man squad released today, a little bit later than promised? Um, what do you recommend? Well, we do what we always do. We'll we just go in. We'll go in through the positions and see what we think. You're comfortable with that. Let's do I'm that. happy with that. Right. Well, goalkeepers, really. Uh, no surprise there. Gavin Pizzunu uh, at Southampton. He's played four times so far this season. Mark Travers. He's a stoke on loan. He's played five times. And Cuevin Callagher, no appearances for Liverpool. Um, I think it's fair to say, Martin Pizzunu starts, doesn't he? And... Notwithstanding yeah, an injury,
1: Who'd you yeah, recommend... yeah,
0: without that, who do you reckon we get in though? Do you reckon it'd be Callagher or Travers if there's an injury? I uh, think then it would be uh, Callagher. Yeah. Would be. Why is that? You know, I mean, n- neither him or Travers have really impressed for Ireland. I don't think. No, I just think he's. It probably is
1: the the better club he's playing for in the profile. I think that's not, why man. he's there.
0: Such a, I don't sound too harsh, but it sounds like a lazy way. I, I agree with you, by the way. I'm not going to go with you, but I think it's just a lazy way um, to profile players. But yeah, I'd go with that too. But uh, Gavin Mazzuno obviously came on a little bit of fire uh, from some Jamie Carriger last season, giving the lad a very bad time, very young goalkeeper, playing a very bad team that were relegated last season. But his manager, Russell Martin, he came out, didn't he? He came out swinging, he came out defending yeah. G- Gavin Mazzuno. And, you know, it's fantastic to hear that. M- must be f- especially for a young lad like Gavin. Now, he's no... Um, shrinking violet is he Gavin but that must have been a real shot in the hour for him
1: yeah without doubt it, it was brilliant I mean it reminded me of that uh, video years ago when Frank Lampard uh, was being oh, yeah. discussed by West Ham fans at a forum yeah. and Harry Redknapp it was actually it did involve one of our World Cup stars Matt Holland in the context of that discussion because without being kind of out of order to Matt Holland he, he, Harry Redknapp just made the point that Frank Lampard was going to go right to the top and <laughs> obviously he didn't awesome man, was he no he wasn't and and that that's kind of <laughs> that's the amazing thing and uh, you, you know you want to be publicly backed and this just shows you like even in the high echelons of Premier League teams and I know Southampton are in the championship but they are a high profile club mm. the the fact is you still have these kind of innocent kind of fan involvement where these forums and and they're able to ask the manager things and give their opinions as we all love to do, while well, we do this podcast, I suppose. But it was interesting to see the, um, the manager come out and back him and, and, you know, you know, everyone is a kind yeah. of an expert now and can throw stats around and, oh, he hasn't saved this anytime the shot on target, he doesn't save it or whatever, which is pretty ridiculous. It's nice to see him be backed as a, a
0: young player especially and he's he's got a great career ahead for us. He really does. He's a smashing lad as well. Um, right, let's get into the defence. Uh, Matt Doherty, uh, back at Wolves. He's suspended for the France game but he will come into the my State squad uh, for the game against uh, the Netherlands. He's had one appearance so far. Two goals. I was in the Carabao Cup. Uh, back with a bang really there. Wolves in a very poor state there now. They've lost that lad, haven't they? To, uh, Man City, yeah, yeah. 53 million quid. Uh, pff, I mean, they, they're they lost the manager Lapetegi. Gary O'Neill's in there. Um, it was down to financial fair play. They reckon because obviously we've come to the end of a three-year period grace period having we you know from COVID. This is now when the clubs have to get their finances in order. So now they're getting rid of players. They got rid of Nathan Collins. So. It's, it's all a bit uh, up in the air from uh, Matt Doherty. Uh, Festy Eberseli, back in the squad. First time since June, I believe, last year. He's at Udnesi. He's had two appearances. He's had a bit of a dodgy one against Juventus. What he's learning, uh, really smashing uh, wing back there. Really good player. Uh, and the Stevens is back. Uh, he's back at Stoke in the championship. He's made four appearances this season. Uh, Ryan Manning, also back in the squad. Uh, he's at Southampton. four goals. And he's had two assists this season. So far. He's, having a, he's having a good... Saw him in that game against Plymouth Argyle, uh, Martin. He, he, he wasn't great, but I mean he's had some good games as well. What did you make of uh, Nick's observation on uh, the live episode a couple of weeks ago where he said that the reason why manning hasn't got in is because he's not a wingback? And can wants to play wingbacks, wingers.
1: Yeah, yeah I think he could be that as well. And I think he's he's not the fastest either. So I think he's no. just a bit more conservative. But I think he... he Puts a boot in, doesn't he? A little bit, and and I, I like that. And like a punch, like a long shot. Yeah, yeah. I think he's um he's a very good player, and I think he's. There's a lot of speculation, wasn't there, that he didn't he didn't make himself available for the last games either. So, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I hope though now he he does uh, get in there basically and, and gets given an opportunity. I'm yeah. I'm amazed that Ender Stevens is back in that Ireland squad, um, but. I really thought it was the end of it just because of the injuries and things like that. 33 now.
0: Yeah. I mean, going back without gets, pace.
1: Yeah. It's just an experience, isn't it? It's an experienced player in there. He's not going to cause any problems, probably not going to be demanding to be starting. So, you know, he knows what he's going to get with him.
0: Um, yeah. But no, um, fair enough. We're, we're going to move on there. James McLean. Matt Wrexham. He's made one appearance. He was injured. He's pl- now playing the fourth tier of Eng- English football. We'll get back to him in a second. Uh, Shane Duffy. He's back in the squad. Six appearances. Playing really well uh, And Norwich. John Egan. The captain of Sheffield United. Not having the best of uh, starts. Gave away a penalty there over the weekend. Although handball, I mean, wasn't a lot he could do. Uh, four appearances for the Blades. Uh, Nathan Collins at Brownford. Three appearances. He's been um an ever presence in uh, the Brentford side there. Daro Shea Burnley's made three appearances uh as well, one in the cup, two in the Premier League, I believe. And Daryl Lennon at Middlesbrough with six appearances. Just going back there, James McLean. Um so I don't know you shared it, didn't you, on in Instagram? Uh well, you shared this Instagram post, Martin, where you just said like go, you know, it's always a pride to wear the shirt, go back to your your pods and your fa and your uh what was it, your Facebook page, pages? and, and Fan your, pages, yeah. And pods. Do you think it's something about us?
1: Or Nick? I, I, well, it might be Nick, yeah. Nick, who lives yeah. in... Where's it, Nick? We're not going to give his address, out, are we? But um, yeah. Dublin, aren't we? Look, we're, uh, I think we're all kind of big fans of James McLean, what he's done in the 100 caps mm-hmm. and stuff, and we've been very supportive of him, especially that momentous occasion when he got the 100 cap. And let's yeah. not forget, he was uh, man of the match in that game. Uh, big occasion for him. He is, though, coming to the end of his career with Pretty far, violence. Like. And he's all right. He's incredibly fit and everything, but he is going down the league in England. Um, and that is a big... It's not ideal. Stephen Kenny said that today in the press conference. It's not ideal that he's going to be playing at that level. But he knows James McLean. He's going to trust him. And if he's called upon, he's going to do really well. But I don't think there's mass calls for from Irish fans to say James McLean shouldn't be in the squad. It's probably just a starting lineup, if anything. When, yeah. But we know this is a problem position for us. This left back, left wing back position is a problem for us. Um, you know, when this squad was announced today as well, you know, there wasn't really a great explanation with, you know, players missing out.
0: Andrew bombadelli. what's happened there? Any news on that?
1: He, he, he did say, Stephen Kenny, just that he hasn't been playing, you know, basically.
0: Uh, is
1: Shane, Duffy, Shane, no, Shane Duffy is keeping him out of the Norwich team. He's not getting in the Norwich team. I mean, he was captain earlier on uh, at the end of last season for Norwich. Yeah. And, and again, he's going to be a great player for the future. He's had a few injury challenge, challenges and things like that. Um, but yeah, he's been left out because he's not playing. So he's he's going with probably fitter players at the moment. Um, and mm. I can understand that. But, mm. you know, I as I said, the, the announcement when it came through Know just obviously the screenshot of of the squad, the graphic of that comes out. There was no really real explanation for players who have missed out from injury. So, for example, didn't really say well, it said a few of them, but it actually didn't say O'Dowd, who you know, but only in the press conference. It It did break, no, but I, I, well, it did. And then I was quite reassured then afterwards at the press conference when he's asked. What about O'Dowda? Because he's a notable uh, absence. And he said he, he, he's he got a groin injury. He's going to keep him out for four weeks. So that's why he's out. Um, so, and obviously Coleman's out as well. We know that. And we know the situation. at Doherty only going to be available for the second game. But, you know, I think that does raise questions, first of all, when the graphic just comes up and there's no explanation. It has to be an hour and a half later where we find out, oh, actually, he's out because of injury.
0: Do think they need to be better in that? Now, don't get me wrong. I think the FAI's um, social media presence has remarkably has shot up, and are doing a lot of things better now, a lot better. and A couple of things need to tie it up on. Um, they seem to be up on the L anniversaries. I've noticed on uh, on the FAI. A couple of hours. That's why I do mine. I'm, I'm sure. That's, <laughs> I'm sure that's just a consequence. Uh, but no, look, that they have improved. But I do agree with you there because you know. Go on the attack! Look, he's not in here. I think when they do the press release, because we, I, I get the press release um, for the men's team. Actually, I just get the FEI press releases, and it just it comes up the graphic and it gives you an explanation like a, a few paragraphs. But it should tell you, you know, why I'm a Bombadelli isn't in or whatever. So don't cause that. You know, don't stir the pot. Just, just yeah, explain exactly. if some you know no no problem and then you know or Stephen Kenny will explain yeah just because because you know what we're like and, and you know we're you know what we're like in social media circles like we we love a bit of gossip you know but I uh, mean that,
1: everyone was dying for the squad today and when it was coming out late everyone's going God, what's happening now I mean it was it was quite entertaining getting WhatsApps from people and images of, mm. like skeletons me waiting for the you know, me waiting for the squad to be announced. It is just a bit unprofessional, I think, sometimes in that in that sense. But again, it leads to speculation. And, you know, there's many fans who want to see play- perhaps don't rate players. And, you know, for example, oh, I got a bit of grief. Oh, well, Ode- oh, thank- thankfully at last he's not picking O'Dowd. But then it turns out he's injured. So it's probably a bit unfair on social media when the players perhaps are getting grief, going, I'm glad you're not in the squad or whatever, or at last he's not picked him. But you know, they are big boys, they're they're professionals, yeah, and a lot of money and they they well, do well, get
0: obviously a bit of grief. But you know we'll get back to, to that. Underlar, we'll get back to that. Um but yeah, I, I must admit I was quite pleased not to see uh in the uh, team. But it wasn't a case of Kenny seeing the light, it was a case of he's injured. Mm. So anyway. uh, midfield we have Josh Cullen at Burnley, the Burnley captain. He has played three games, two in the league, one in the uh, Carabao Cup. No, <clears throat> no wins so far. Two two defeats um, for Barney, just saying. Uh, Jason Malumbi, West Brom. <laughs> five games, one assist. Possible goal, but that was chalked off. Uh, Jeff Hendrick back in the squad. This race, a few eyebrows. Now, He's, I've got him down as a Newcastle because he is a Newcastle player. He's got one year left in his contract. And as we are recording... And it is past midnight. I am looking on the internet. I cannot see a deal for him. Now I think it's going to be a loan signing. So loan signings can go outside of the window, can't they?
1: Yeah, but the window ends tomorrow night, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's tomorrow night, is it? Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, the window shuts tomorrow night, so it, it's after midnight. It's just before it. Uh, he has not uh, signed for a club yet, but apparently Sheffield Wednesday and Leeds are interested to Championship clubs. He's played no games for Newcastle. He just he's not going to get in there. Uh, we'll get back to that in a second. Uh, Nick's favourite, Alan Brown, press North End. Five games, one assist. Will Smallburn, cousin Will, he is back two games for Southampton this season. He had a bit of an injury. We are very, very, very worried about him. Uh, but he is back from injury in the yard squad. Jason Knight, Bristol, doing really well there. Six games, two goals for him so far. And uh, Jamie McGrath, of course, is in the team. Uh, he's got two games for Aberdeen. One in the league and one in the Europa League, to be fair to him. Uh, qualifier. Outside oh, at the conference. One of those, anyway. Um, let's look at that midfield. Now, this is where we... The, the defence is a little bit uh, patchy. This is, for me, where we really, really run into some trouble here. Uh, Josh Cullen. Okay, look. The midfield's going to be... He's going to be Knight, Malumbi and Cullen. You know, Alan Brown's a substitute. Maybe Jeff Hendricks a substitute as well. And then you've got um, Jamie McGrath. <sighs> it's grim, isn't it? The midfield is really, really grim. Jeff Hendricks gets into the squad. There was a lot about him uh, mentioned. You know, how is this? Like, this is what I don't understand, right? You won't bring Amabamadeli back into the squad because you're not playing games. But he's bringing Jeff Hendrick in.
1: Yeah, I don't understand that this at all. And and I just I think we need to emphasize there's a post recently we put up about I can't believe that Jeff Hendrick is at Newcastle and at Champions League <laughs> Club. And people said, What an unnecessary post. Why are you dig really. encouraging people to dig him out and have a go? And we weren't doing that. We were just saying it. it's amazing that he's not playing football. He's a professional mm. footballer. He can't get in that team and they're actually in the Champions League so he needs to really get a move because if he wants to prolong his career our expectation is that he should be playing football at a a level, wherever that is but it probably doesn't really matter to Jeff Hendrick because he's still getting in, even though without kicking the ball. And this has been a thing, a common thing with Jeff Hendrick for the last two years, near enough. He's not kicked on 2016, which I know people are going to say, Oh, that was seven years ago, but he hasn't as a player. He's still had a very good career. He's had, he's been fits and starts when he was at Burnley and he played in that kind of role behind the two up, up front, basically. Um, I thought, this could be the place for him now. He's going to be really, really good. And then he just kind of dies away. And he's a very safe option to have there. And I think he's flexible and he can do things very limited, though. You know, we've got, you know, Will Smallbone is being played as a holding midfielder by Southampton now, a bit experimental with him. But that's Josh Cullen can do that. So can Malumby and Jeff Hendrick can as well. So I just think it's a very, you know, it's a very... They're all—it's a mit, much of a matchness, isn't it? That that yeah. that midfield—you could you could put three of them in there, and they're all pretty similar level, to be honest.
0: I I'm going to get back to it because I've got a point to make about the team. But I'll tell you what—we're getting to the forwards, and then I'll we'll, we'll have a gaze back over the team there. Uh, we're getting to the forwards. So Adam Ida, Norwich, six games, two goals, one assist. Uh, Will Keen, Press North, and five games, two goals, one assist. Evan Ferguson Brighton, three games, one goal. No, he has been managed. He's been managed. He's on the 18. So, very, very important player for us. Aaron Connolly back in the squad. Very happy to see that man. Whole uh, City, five games, three goals. He's back at a bang. Uh, long may continue. And fair play to him. Uh, Kyozi Ogbeni. I've got that wrong again, haven't I? Kiyosi. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Chidozi. <laughs> Chidozi. <laughs> Christ. Chidozi Ogbeni. Luton Town, <laughs> three games. Now, Luton. Um... He just scored out the other day. He did score it. oh okay yeah league. in the Carabao. yeah Oh, three games one goal now obviously they're struggling at the moment they haven't had a game at home because it's been renovated so you know give them time give them time see what they can do at home and it's very very early for him um the only real surprise there was I mean Pry Parrot he's gone to the Eredivisie, hasn't he so yeah um He's gone to Excel here, so he's gone to the Ar- yeah. Ar- Ar- busy You know, he hasn't played, so he's not matched. fit. So I, I understand that he hasn't played anything at all. But uh, you know, there's Jeff Hendrick. My, there's no real surprises up front. There really is. There. I mean, Aaron Connolly had to get back in, didn't he? You have to reward that. You know, he's he's he's, he's done well. Yeah, but I think he has got in them
1: because of injuries, though, because Mikey Johnson or Obafemi would have been ahead of him if they were yeah. dead forward players. So that is a factor, I think, to consider. But, you no, know, I think what he actually said today, Stephen Kenny, in the press conference is that Aaron Connolly has had a very good start to the season, and he actually showed great maturity and humility in when he stepped back and went into the under-21s for that He did. He did. So, you know, there has been conversations with Aaron Connolly. We hope this move now to Hull has kick-started him. He looks very, Sharp looks fit. We need to keep him fit, and I think he will have something to offer. It might just come a little bit and then clicked a little bit later for him. I am worried about Troy Parrott going over to there because I just think there should have been other teams. If if you're going to make it in the Premier League or in the Championship, I think you should be playing in the Championship now, basically, on the loan deal. I don't think I don't see the attraction of going over to there necessarily. There must have been other teams in for him in the Championship. I would have thought. But it's a worry for me, that is. Evan, we know he's being managed. Wilking deserves to be in the squad again. Yeah. Often misses out on the, you know, on the, the match day squad. He has missed out in the past, similar to how Scott Hogan's been treated in the past. I, I kind of think rightly so, to be honest. And Adam Ida, I mean, you know, he scored his first goal for us recently. You know, he, he's he's playing a bit now for Norwich. We need him to get a run of games as well. And I, I think... I'm quite happy with it, with the injuries we've got, that this is a good kind of front line in a way. I think they, they can take chances. it has got a bit of pace about it with Benet and Connolly, especially. Um, and I think, you know, I, I fully expect though Evan Ferguson will start and and being Mr. Positive. Once again, I think he's going to learn learn an awful lot from playing in Paris and then playing against the Dutch. You're going to be very, very organized um, mm. and, you know, totally different
0: level to what he's faced before. That's, this is what I feel about the squad. Speaking of organised, there, I, I think it's a very, very all over the place squad. If I'm being honest with you, um, I think he's. Re- I think Kenny has reaped what he sowed, what he has sowed over the last year or so. Um, I think he's become what he, the opposite of what he set out he was going to be. I think he's reverted to type a little bit. Just, just looking at some of these players here, like. You know, okay, Fessy's coming, fair enough. Wives uh, and Stevens in the team. He's a wing back who has got an injury issues, very good in his day, but you know, he, he's, he's going to play five at the back, isn't he? He's going to play wing backs, unless now we're going to have something completely different in Paris. But let's say he's going to play five at the back, isn't he? He's going to have two wing backs. That's why James McLean is in the squad because he gives him that pace down the left. But you've got someone like Shane Duffy in there. I've nothing against Shane Duffy, but he's not a ball playing centre back. So well, is certainly he... not. I, I can't see how Shane Duffy's in that squad to
1: be honest, because he no. he's been found out at this level and Kenny Ball. Right, he can't uh, do it. Oh, and, he, and he's and he's not one for the future. And I, I would have actually been more impressed if Kenny have said, not picked him, and then I'm Okay, man, maybe not fit, but bring him anyway. Yeah, we have we, got enough cover there. But for the future, you're you're kind of saying right, well, because this is, my this is how we want to play. Yeah, see, I mean I... look. It's mad. We, Liam Scales has been in previous squads, and there's not even a mention of him now. Now I, I know he's played a bit recently, but it's it's just it's, it's a real strange one bringing Duffy in, and it is and a little not, bit
0: safe. It's not against Shane Duffy, right? At all. Yes, it's It's been nah. a great serve for Aaron, you know. So please don't, if you listen to this thing, "Oh, why are you having a go?" But look, you gotta understand. Here is a manager, you know. When you pick a squad and you want it to adapt to your style of play. It, you had to put round pegs into round holes. He's putting square pegs into round holes because, as we say, Shane Duffy cannot play out from the back. Um, he's great for a plan B, but Kenny doesn't play a plan B. Mm. That's one of his major criticisms. Okay, John Egan, fair enough, but he's, what, he's 30 now. He's uh, got Nathan Collins, Dara There's They're three ball-playing centre-backs, right? Now, for me, I don't think we should be playing five at the back at all. We don't have wing-backs. You, you cannot play... Uh, a system that requires wing backs without wing backs, we don't have it. We uh Canadauda not, not having to go with him. I know we have a bit of crack every now and again about it, but he is not a wing back. Your wing backs bomb on. We don't have anybody in that team other than James McLean that can bomb on. We have Seamus Coleman, who can't be a wing back anymore. When he does come back, he's 34, 35. Uh Matt Doherty... He's kind of lost it a little bit, obviously. You know, he's getting on now. He's 30, 31. He hasn't played a lot of games, so he's going to be rusty. You, you could have a decent back four if you had, I don't know, if you had Egan and you had Collins maybe, and you you could put Daroche, I think he could play as one of the fullbacks, can't he? You'd have, you know, you could have Festy on the right if you want a bit of pace, or you have Manning on the left because he's, he's a proper uh, left-back him. And we could probably do with an extra player in midfield, especially against the French. I, I just... I'm looking at it there and it's like, Kenny, I don't know what you want to do anymore. Or I don't know how you want to accomplish what you want to do anymore. Do you even know what you want to accomplish anymore? I, I think he's just diluted himself so much with some of these selections. Jeff Hendrick again. Right. You want to play three in the middle. Okay. Josh, Josh Cullen has a role play. Fair enough. Malumbi and Knight are in there. Those guys are fast. They're athletic, they're aggressive, especially Malumbi. So when you lose the ball, they're going to chase, they're going to nip at the opposition and win the ball back. And that's a very important part. If you're going to play this style of football, everyone has to be on it. No passengers. Then he goes with someone like Jeff Hendrick. Not Yet again, not picking out Hendrick. Bit of crack with that. But at the end of the day, he, he, he is a pedestrian. He's a, what was he called? A luxury player. You know, he's not somebody who's going to gonna run around like a madman trying to win the ball back, which is what you need. You know, you win it back and you play it at pace, you play it forward. Uh, I don't know, Martin. I, I'm looking at it there, and I just think he's some of his se- selections. If if this, if Stephen Kenny, right, if he was a man of conviction, if he was a man who was going to stick to his principles, Shane Duffy would not be in the squad, and Amabamadelli, as you said rightly earlier on, would be in that squad. Because he's a ball playing centre back, and it doesn't matter if he hasn't played. He plays a different style of football. I want to play a different style of football at Norwich. That's what he would do. But he's not. Yeah, I mean, no, no. And I know. And
1: I'm just looking at the squad and just think, what's going to be the game plan? Because when France came to Dublin, you know, it was it was evident after that they were they were very unhappy oh. with how Ogbeni how played. And he played very well. I think he actually got man of the match. But he he then he, he started doing what they wanted him to do tactically. He was our get out ball basically, and he was the one that had to kind of push higher and kind of get the press right and things like that. So that's our pace though, you know. We, and sadly, we we're missing Mikey Johnson with that. But yeah. Conley comes in for that, so I can see why Conley's in there for that. Hmm, kind of that makes sense. But I think the creativity is where I'm worried about in midfield. Is it's, it's going to be? It just seems as if we're going to be obviously playing on the counter attack and hoping that we're going to break with pace. And I think it could be a very long, frustrating night for Evan Ferguson. He's not going to get a lot of service. And I think there's actually no... I don't think he's going to trust Will Smallbone in a more advanced role to be creative. Um, I wouldn't actually be surprised if Alan Brown was... Or, or even Jason Knight was used as a right wing back. I wouldn't be surprised at, at all with that. And perhaps upset they won't play unless... You know, it's, it's a big ask, I think, to, to go to Paris and put him into that kind of cauldron and pressure. But I think I, he might yeah. go with Jason Knight on the back of, played very well there um against Gibraltar. So, yeah. man of the match performance there, I think it was. So, I think, but that's, that's our get out. That's our kind of game plan. And my worry is there's no real plan B available with this squad. I, I think it's just to contain, stifle. You've got, you've got to have a bit of creativity in that midfield to get that ball wide to Ogbené, Connolly, Ida um, or Ferguson, you, you've got to have that. Um, I wouldn't actually be surprised if Adam Ida started up front instead of Ferguson, thinking about it, because he, he's had that in the past. He did that against Portugal, played very, very well that time in Ferro. Um, But it's in the starts of Adam Ida. So mm. it's a much and muchness. I, I think I'd like to see Evan go there because, again, it's the profile. It's given him the opportunity <sighs> and, and given the experience.
0: That's what I don't like about, you know. This, this is what's driven me mad about Kenny. It's like, we're talking about safe. This is supposed to be, he was supposed to build an Ireland team that was supposed to be fearless, go and have a go. And, it, you know, when you play, the best way to play these teams is to have a go, I, I believe, you know. But you need to have enough about you to have a go. You need to be set up properly to have a go. And I don't think we will be, you know. And yet again, I think he stifled the squad, he stifled the evolution of the squad. And, you know, with players like Jeff Hendrick You know, Connor Haram would probably be in there You know, the these guys involved in the squad Far too long, in my opinion I understand the first year Maybe, okay, see what we got there And he should have just gone uh, With young players, give them a go Go back to November Get a lad in there, does a job for you All of a sudden, you know, he starts playing for You know, he's not playing for his club Does a job, either starts playing for his club Or gets a transfer somewhere else Puts, puts him in the shop window Mick used to do that all the time. Just little tricks like that. You know, it doesn't... Stephen doesn't seem to help himself. Kenny doesn't. And it's just... I mean, Mbappe destroys
1: some of the best defenders in the world. But Mm -hmm. if he gets the run at Shane Duffy, he's going to be fucking in his element. I mean, Seamus yeah. Coleman for his age and, you know, we know what we're going to get with him, but it, it's different to Shane Duffy. Like, he played really well against Mbappe and he, he defended really well and, and it was so clever how he kind of knocked him off his stride and didn't let him build up a kind of head of steam when he kind of knocked it past him at the time. Brilliant yeah. defending but I don't think Shane Duffy's got that in him, the mobility. Um, And Sh- the problem Shane mobile, is. is Seamus Coleman and if he's, he's going to be one on one with him, it's just going to be... Like, the thing with
0: Shane Duffy is... is- you're gonna get you're gonna get him absolutely on it and he's gonna put in a brilliant performance, like last ditch tackles, and he's capable of it. But yet again, that stifles the way we're supposed to play. That's the problem when you have Shane Duffy in the team. Yeah, you get you oh great tackles, last ditch tackles. Yeah, but if you're having last ditch tackles, something's seriously, seriously wrong. You know? Yeah, what about the odd one? But if you you have constant last ditch tackles, you know, off the line, that means they're coming at us and we're not we're not you know we're not doing anything to stop the flow of the French coming at us. You know that's not the idea. We're supposed to have a foot in the ball. We're supposed to be playing out from the back. You can't do it with Shane Duffy, and he's either going to have a brilliant game, we'll make last his tackles, he probably win man of the match because you know let's be honest, they're going to be coming at us, or he's going to have a complete nightmare like he did against him. Now he was in a different space there, none against Shane Duffy. You know he, he's done really well, and you know he seems like a great guy, and he, he does seem like a leader and a warrior on the pitch, but. It, it's just the mantra that we've been fed and the style of football that the manager wants to play. And, you know, he's just not capable of it. Anyway, uh, we're going to move it on there, Martin. Um, one last, we'll give you the final word on it. Are you happy, unhappy, indifferent with the squad? I knew he'd be very loyal. Um, so
1: it's nothing. Exceptional. I mean, like no. I said, the point that it kind of caused a lot of unnecessary speculation when it doesn't say in the in the release of it who's actually injured, because it was viewed as oh, this is a tactical change and oh, he's fair play, he's dropped him at last. That's not actually the case. I think if a lot of them were fit, we wouldn't see some of these players back in there. And um, but, you know, I mean, look, they take a the chance. Duffy, fair play, he'll turn up, he'll do his best, and and you know, we'll have some great support over there. And I'm hopeful, but but not too optimistic because I think we need to get something in this first game um, because otherwise it's not looking great for Sunday
0: No, I do worry if they get a, um, I think if they get like an early goal, I think this could be really uh, absolutely hiding uh, and a half here, but I do worry, but anyway, we'll see what happens um, obviously, yeah, we'll be live I'll be live in Paris anyway, so you, you'll be able to you know, either tell me to stick it up where the sun doesn't shine, my opinion, or you can moan about it and you can have a right go as you always can uh, here on the green machine. So it's going to be interesting. Right, we're going to move it on to the under-21s. We're just going to read a bit through the squad and then we're going to move it on to Vera. Uh, goal, in goal, we've got Killian, uh, Cahill, or Cahill for you, Martin. Um, Josh Keeley, Owen Mason and goal, in the we House, James, Abubanka... Uh, Ab- a banqua. Oh, a banqua. Jesus Christ. It is nearly one o'clock in the morning, folks, as I read this out. So do apologize to James for listening. A banqua. Uh, Sam Curtis, James Furlong, Aselmo, Aselmo Garcia McNulty. What a name. Uh, Sean Grehan, uh, Boston Lowell, uh, Alex Murphy, Sean Rowan. Uh, in midfield, we have Zach Gilson, Tyler Goodrum. More on him. Uh, Matt Healy, Ed McJanet, Adam Murphy, Killian Phillips, and Rocket. But uh, and up front we have Sinclair Armstrong, not Alexander Armstrong, Connecarty, uh, Adumo, Amaku, Johnny Kenny, Andrew Moran, and Tony Springett. Now, um, just a little bit on that because I think that actually developed a bit, didn't it? Um, here on that. So some omissions there, Martin. Um. We had uh, joe hodge he's unfortunately injured you got young bon um he's highly rated at hull and of course um we got uh oko flex which i think is um, nick's boy and we don't have tom cannon either <laughs> uh, because he's still thinking about uh going to england so yeah what do you make of that pretty decent squad Um, it's a really good squad this this is a bit exciting
1: um you know lots of people who probably are following the future of irish football rather than the exploits of the senior team at the moment um are very kind of happy and excited about this squad there's some great potential players coming through and even the, the level below the under 19s as well some really really good players yeah um reading into this as well. Yeah. You know, I know Nick will be gutted about Okaflex, but you know, he struggled in all honesty. He's not gone anywhere major transfer wise. Uh, he really needs to kind of get a good move and, and get a good run of games now and start playing. But I think this is a very exciting squad and it's kind of, especially um Gilson. And I think that's a big one where he's you know, he, he is actually eligible for Australia, and he's he's actually chosen to play for us now, so he's a great addition to the squad. I think um, Bosan Lowell as well, he's recently moved to Fleetwood, really highly rated. I spoke to one of the kind of scouts, I suppose, who, who finds players who are eligible for Ireland about a year ago, and he was saying to me, you've got to watch this guy, he's, he's going to be a brilliant player for us, and he's Obviously, moved from Celtic on a loan to Fleetwood, so hopefully he's going to kick on huh. and do very well there. Sinclair Armstrong, we've seen as well what he's done at QPR. Lovely story with um, friend of the pod, Declan Finnegan, with the shirt and everything. QPR, brilliant opportunity for him.
0: Yeah, looks a great I guy, actually.
1: Yeah, I think it's just a, just a good time for the under twenty ones, and I'm hoping people will get down to Turners Cross and and follow them. Um, you know, one thing I think is interesting: Alex Murphy is gone to Newcastle. And there's been a lot of moves of Irish players to Newcastle recently. And I don't think it's a coincidence that um, Heffernan's just gone there. Um, we've also, I think there's a few others who moved there as well. This is a little bit related, I think, to the links of Newcastle with our former Irish players. Stephen Carr is now an agent. He's, I think he's an agent for one of the guys who moved there recently. Yeah. And also Stephen Ireland as well. He's the one who was behind Heffernan. So these lads are, you know, getting this move to Newcastle. And and I think Newcastle are being very, very clever. They're, they're recruiting young players who they're hopeful are going to be coming through. And they're going to bring some value as well yeah. in, the, in the transfer market. It doesn't really work out. that That's how they're kind of rebooting their kind of underage setup. They're actually buying players for decent money. But the links to Ireland at that with the agents, I think, is a key thing to consider. Um
0: what do you make of, um, obviously no word from Tom Cannon, there's been no real move on that, has there? I think there is a move to the Championship being put about for him, isn't there, from Everton. Um, well, I haven't heard anything. Because there's been no, you haven't heard anything down the grapevine, have you?
1: No, I haven't, no. I, I, I know Jim Crawford said there's been no change from
0: um, no change. the situation no
1: with... There was no change recently from the situation in England. He's still kind of taking time to consider and things. To me, that's... we got to just cut our losses now. Just say, move on,
0: mate. You know, mate, we'll make the decision for you. There's enough I talent mean, coming through. He's, he's only... I mean, I'm not being funny, right? But there's only, like, cl- championship clubs going after him. I know he's only, what, 20. Um, He's 20 years old. But he's hardly pulling up trees at the moment. You know, I mean, he, England have... A, I mean, he must really fancy himself to get in in England. But, I mean, 7 million quid to Norwich, Leicester, Southampton, only really championship clubs. so you never know. He might come crawling back. But it's probably best that he hasn't said anything. It's probably best that he have not made anything of it because you don't want to create a situation where you make it impossible for the player to perform a U-turn. You know, ho- hopefully you have a situation where he goes, oh, I just went a bit mad there, you know, but I'm, I'm all green because, you know, <laughs> let's be honest. England weren't interested anymore. Yeah.
1: We often don't know some of the things behind the scenes in football. You'd be, you'd be amazed at what goes on and who has actually just had an operation. I think actually Troy Parrott's had an operation recently on on a a long-term like niggly injury. So that does happen. So you just wouldn't know what's happened with Tom Cannon, but I think that the Zach Gilson and story is quite interesting. He was known as like the Irish Messi years ago when he came through and he, he was, you know, moved from Perth to sign with Barcelona. Um, and you know both his parents are from Dublin, and he did play underage for Australia. But now, obviously, he's he's you know he's, he's now joined us, and that's brilliant. I mean, a fantastic free kick recently um, that he scored. So I think it's a, a quite an interesting squad. And again, the players coming through behind are, are very. Have very, you seen? Very good.
0: Have you seen Tyler Gudrum? Uh, he's on Oxford League uh, One. He's only he's only a little lad, and uh, actually, I think he's twenty. He is, yeah, he's 20 years old. I like him. I've seen, I've only seen clips. and need to see more of him, but from what I've seen of him, like he just dances through players. He's brilliant. And, yeah,
1: uh, I, I've seen a little bit about him, but, you know, it's just, he.
0: You need to see more, he, obviously, but, you know,
1: looks like Italian. Yeah. Some goal. Yeah, but, it, but we couldn't get, we're entitled to get carried away and get excited about young players coming through, to be honest, because that, Not that, a that's doctor. what do I, no, but that's, yeah, but that's, that's it. You know, they can make their name there and, mm. um, you know one thing I would say I know we 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 actually missed this in the, in the senior squad. like Sammy Smodics how he's not in there is absolute criminal he's he's been in oh, the, and the of championships and uh, and he's not even got in there I mean that, that's just I don't know what's gone on there insane um you See,
0: know oh don't get me started on I mean we, we we we've gone on that we won't go back <laughs> but, but yeah it's just like cut your cloth accordingly for yeah mm. try not to swear I'm trying not to swear um not so. There was one lad here. Nick did the notes here as he always does uh, with the under twenty ones. He know he knows the stuff. Sorry, no Nick on tonight. Um, but young Springett, Tony Springett, uh, he is at Norwich and he's got a few appearances. He's had six so far, um, and you know he, he's kind of come out of nowhere a little bit. He's got he's a dual national uh, player as well. Uh, he is a right winger, so we, we do have some talent coming out. That's according to the transfer market. By the way, so we do have a bit of talent coming through, and as you rightly say, Martin, there is a um a lot coming on in the underages as well. So it's all it is a very exciting time, um, for the underage football, not so much the senior uh, teams. Um, but anyway, um, those games that they're playing in uh, with the under twenty ones, um, they always seem to kind of get it a bit weird, don't they? Because we're playing Turkey. Well, it's Turkey-San Marino. So one game's on the Friday. Yeah. And that's the day after the... Because we're all coming in Paris, aren't we? I suppose... No. And then you, you got the game as well on the Tuesday in September. They're in Toronto's cross, aren't they, as well? Yeah, yeah. both games. I mean,
1: Jim Crawford's very keen to kind of try and create a, a mini-Lansdown, in a sense. He wants kind of the local yeah. crowd coming out there to... not trying to with yeah, him. Well... Yeah, but I think it's nice to bring it down the country, isn't it? And, um, yeah, no. I, I think it's a nice... No, I think it's a nice thing no. to do. And I, and I think they should... They'll, they'll do well there. Build up that. are not bring it to you know, Kenny Martin. Well, Buckley Park used to be the, the home of the under-21s. Fantastic venues. It's great now. But that's no, keep it in though. Dublin.
0: Keep it in Dublin. Keep it in the <laughs> Pale. We have a tram. Sorry. And Nick would agree Maybe me if he was on this one here. I always... <laughs> It never works out. I always would love to go over and watch the... I have seen the other 21s play uh, once when we hammered uh, Sweden 4-1. And I always look at them and go, oh, maybe get it on 21s game. Nope. (laughs) They either have it on the same time in another part of the world, i.e. Israel, or they just have it, Yeah, so frustrating. But anyway, uh, those games are on the 8th and 12th of September. That's Turkey and San Marino, respectively. And, yes, they're down in Cork. Sorry about that. Um Right, we're going to move it on from there, and we're going to go on to the final part of the program, and we're going to talk about Vera Pau. Vera Pau's contract. Vera Pau got Ireland to the first ever Women's World Cup, and, yeah, basically did not have her contract renewed. Now, she has come out about this. Now, wasn't sacked, just didn't have her contract removed. Which is very strange because you thought you would have got the contract sorted before she went to Australia with the team. Now, she has responded to this and she's responded quite vehemently. Uh, I'm not going to read all the statement because the early part of the statement is, oh, yeah, very happy with Ireland. Lovely stuff. St. Patrick's. Yada, yada, yada. I love uh, Ireland World Cup. Um, So I'll get to. It's a very lengthy statement. But anyway. I'll get to this part here martin so stay with me here i said before the world cup that i was extremely happy in ireland and that it was my desire to continue in my role i entered into discussions with the fai to extend my contract back in early march and was confident that this process could be concluded quickly at that time i asked kieran medler to assist me and the process duly began the fai also expressed their commitment to this outcome and worked with my representative to bring this to a conclusion I requested that their decision, whatever that may be, uh, will be finalised at the very latest before we went to Australia. Despite committing to issuing an offer to me, the FAI reconsidered their stated position and I never received the promised offer. Apart parked the contract discussions while we were in Australia as my sole focus was the team and the competition. Following the article which appeared in The Athletic at the start of July, which included allegations I absolutely refuted, I believe the FAI made some major mistakes by directly overruling the tasks of the coach. My position became very challenging when executives in the FAI, not technical football coaches, effectively took my seat and spoke to staff members and players regarding their roles in the team uh, before and after the World Cup. My advice, coming from my knowledge and experience, was often disregarded and not respected. In my opinion, no head coach in the world would accept interference of the executives in technical football affairs. Unfortunately, trust broke down between me and certain people in the FAI. I believe that the review process which the association has carried out was flawed and that the outcome was predetermined. Indeed, some discussions were held with players and staff before and during the World Cup, which undermined my position and had an impact on our team-building process. That is perhaps for another day. However, I do not leave with any regrets, and my overriding emotions today are of happiness and pride to have played apart in the wonderful journey of the team over the last four years and then she goes on to say that better structures are now in place that's very even fear about uh it'll only grow the team and the facilities have improved stability is secured and the players are ready to face any challenge i'm confident that women's football in Ireland will go from strength to strength thank you all so much for making my time in honor unforgettable i wish you continue I wish continued success to this team. I will, will be watching closely. I bet you will Vera. Mm. Uh, that's astonishing stuff really and I mean it's amazing how well the team performed, I think going over there only losing by single goals and then getting a draw. Um I did say beforehand Martin and this sounded very much like Euro 2012, 20 uh, yeah, Euro 2012 when Trap went over there and the players fell out with Trap. And the Blazers, and everything was a complete mess, and we got battered on the pitch in three matches. This is astonishing stuff here, really, isn't it? Like it goes to show you that. I mean, if now we have to be very careful here because that's one side of the story, that's Vera Powell's side of the story. Now we've been kind of we've been quiet and a bit careful of what we're saying. I have, anyway, with Lanson Road, and Roll, I know you have as well with Green Machine. Because we don't really know the full so, so I have a sneaky suspicion more is gonna come out here. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, more more will come out, no doubt. And I and I think I like the fact and I really respect Vera Powell for coming out yeah. with this statement and, and setting her stall out basically and giving it to the FAI. Um, oh, she's she a very, well very, in, isn't she? Yeah, she's a very experienced coach. And I think I have a lot of sympathy for for our World Cup experience, in a way, it must have been very difficult for the players, but also for her, if she felt so undermined, it must have been very clear to the players as well. And let's not forget, it wasn't all roses, that World Cup, going to it. You know, how how the coach, how she felt picking the squad and leaving players out, um, you know, that was all, she, she looked very drawn on that. And we can perhaps understand now what was going on in the background. You know, very key as well, that Katie McKay, the whole... You know, the, the whole story about the allegations was on the, again, the, the the eve of the World Cup. Katie McCabe saying it's great. Thank you guys for talking about the World Cup. Really looking forward to it. Thanks for your support. Like, you know, giving it a bit to the press about that because that seemed to be the
0: narrative. She didn't help though, did she, in Australia, like rowing no, with No, Vera she Powell. No,
1: she didn't. She didn't. But I think it's not very fair on everyone to kind of put this as a Katie versus Vera Powell. Mm. Uh, thing. And, and I think more and more will come out about this World Cup. Little bits are being leaked out now. I mean, you know, players are not always going to be happy in a World Cup squad when they don't get to play. So that that's in all football, right? Whatever level you're playing at, you're going to have players who are going to be pissed off at you when you don't play and believing that they should be. And you know, I thought it was very difficult for those travelling girls who were never going to be part of it. You know, Jamie Finn, that wasn't a popular decision, leaving her out. You know, even the fact that look, I'm going to call them the American girls that came late into the squad, how Amber Barrett was treated. You know, I think there's a romanticism a little bit with the women's game that, um, you know, that, oh, well, they got us there, so we should all reward them. It's professional sport at the end of the day. Mm. And I think one thing I would say is uh, she is an ultimate professional, Vera Powell. She's not popular in a sense of because she's so abrupt and she has her own me- methods. And one of the things I've read, I've read a lot about this in the aftermath of the non-contract renewal. Um, was that you know, the FAI are trying to change things. That they they want to have a coach, basically. They they want to have they have Eileen Gleason actually there as kind of a director of football now. Yeah. She's gonna be taking over the role temporarily, but she's not gonna be getting the job for the for the women's team job. That that's been made clear. Um, and they're going to do this recruitment now, and it will be a popular job. We, we will have people stepping forward for this um, to to be the manager of the Irish women's team because there's so much potential there. But I think one of the things you know they they didn't like giving Vera Powell the control over strength and conditioning and her views on that like over training. It. Yeah, it, it's just weird. I think she's done a fantastic job. It's very like trap, right? Trap got us to Euros. She got us to a World Cup with her tried and tested methods, but they're perhaps not the methods now that is acceptable in the game by some people. What's disappointing, what's disappointing, I thing here, though, is just that these these suits are stepping in. They're non-football coaches. They're, they're non-football people. I think the worrying thing for me during that World Cup was that it was very clear that, you know, the press asked for Jonathan Hill to sit down and have a, a chat with him about stuff. He refused. All interviews said we'd be doing a a review of the World Cup after, as they do with all uh, of the kind Which of windows. she said was flawed
0: and, and the result predetermined.
1: Well, I mean, well, let's is, be honest, well, it, it was. Is, well, without it? A, yeah, without a doubt. Well, as soon as yeah. they're going to do a review, I said, oh, that's the end of era, basically. She said goodbye on O'Connell Street as well. But it was just going to be a little bit delayed and stalled all this. And it, again, it's a bit embarrassing that it went on so long. Like, they should have just said, we're not renewing it. And I don't think she would have, she would have perhaps come out with this statement, but it could have been a big farewell the players would have put on a bit of a show as, oh yeah, it's all nice and unified still, but it, it didn't end well. And it, it came out like, um, as I said, I don't want it to be Katie against me cause it's not just Katie. Cause some of the others have said, you know, some of the senior pros in that squad have been on TV since and said, you know, we'd like to see us develop and, you know, try a bit more on tactics and stuff. I mean, the communication had clearly broken down, That that was actually said by Louise Quinn that, you know, they, they didn't know. I think it was Louise Quinn who said, you know, um, you know, uh, just on, on, you know, set pieces and things. They were trying to do a bit more and things, and, and it just wasn't getting done. And I think there was also, they were very surprised that Abby Larkin came on uh, for Lucy Quinn at halftime in the Canada game. No one really knew that. And then she's on, and it hadn't been spoke about in the dressing room. Uh. You just, I'd love to know what had gone on. But, you know, I think Vera's been through a tough time with Ireland, but she got us to the World Cup. Her legacy is very, very much secured. She's loved by the Irish people, like Jack. I think she, she's probably more popular than Trapattoni in a sense.
0: Um, oh, she, here's the thing, though: like she, she got us to her first World Cup ever. This was a team that seven years ago were, were getting changed in to the toilets, and that's not the players' fault, you know. That, and you know, you had Noel King, um, as well. Was manager and Colin Bell, and you know his progression, I suppose. And you know, I just. <laughs> I don't understand it. If we're to believe, unless something else is going to come out, and I genuinely don't know what, this is a mad situation, Martin. How can a manager get a team to the first ever tournament, right? Jack got Ireland to the first ever tournament in 1988. And same again, they felt that the players were better. You know, we had better players to play. We had player- players to play a better style and probably get you know equal or better results i agree with that by the way and i think anyone who would look back at the quality of the time would also too but you know they're not exactly world beaters at the moment you know we don't have players playing katie McKay with one or two like quality players in the women's game but to go from that and she gets us there okay i know the FAI wanted to play four three three and she wants to play a different style of football more defensive style of football and then just to be sort of thrown under the bus like, like that, it's just absolutely madness. It's kind of weird because with Trapattoni, people were saying, oh, fire him. I, you know, but it's funny, isn't it? With the men's games, Like you can't fire Trapattoni. He's Trapattoni. He's a legend of the game. You can't get rid of him. He's a highly successful coach. You know, who do you think you are? And then, you, you, although some of us were probably, you know, I do think after 2012, Trapattoni probably should have gone because he'd lost the players. And he did lose the players, as we saw with, with the uh, subsequent uh, qualifying campaign. But you know, but here we are in our in women's football. They've actually done it. They've actually gone and said, "Well, you got us there, thanks very much, but uh, we didn't like the style of football you played, and you've fallen out with some of the players. You don't really like how you got about go about things, and you're not really for us anymore. Bye bye."
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's just I think they just don't want to have relinquished that control. Look, with success, you get a lot of jealousy as well, and I think. People kind of had their noses put out of joint by her profile, perhaps and popularity and, you know, she, she's very headstrong in how she thinks things are. Very, very opinionated. I think she's actually writing a book about drinking conditioning. I think they just, they want to kind of go away from that though that because they don't want anything being associated with negativity or criticism of players and fitness and things like that. Things that, she's, she's obviously denied those allegations but mm they don't want anything negative and, and that story was always going to be over her head i think once they said they were going to do a review i mean i don't know what it is we had we go to a world cup and we have to do a bloody review all the time and write up a report and we've had that and, and then it's again the whole narrative of captain against the manager very like saipan um i i just think it, it just saying things. i think there's a lot of other factors within that squad of how they all mix as well and socialise, you can kind of read into it a little bit on socials um with things, and you know, there's certain rumours and things were going on. It can't have been a very nice camp if uh, even half of that's kind of well,
0: true. Little thing with and Katie, yeah, yeah.
1: It can't be nice, though. That is, is that if that is all true, all that 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 stuff, it can't have been a nice camp because you know, are you socialising with this person or this person? Were they all together or not? I mean, it, it's that, again, you hear rumours on Twitter and social media all about that kind of situation, what was going on. It can't have been a good situation, if any of that is actually true. I, I actually think it was with this, very difficult.
0: I think with this, if I'm being honest with you, it seemed to me that Viral was is a very strong personality. And I kept a lot of them in check. Like there's a lot of big personalities in that team, yeah. and I sort of kept them in check a little bit. And I think um, it's going to be interesting now to see who to get in because Virta Pau came in there. She had a high standing in the game. Now that's been tarnished. Uh, Obviously, people will look at her because it's Ireland and say, oh, my God, you got Ireland to World Cup. You're a miracle worker. You are, my God, you know, as they always look down in Ireland. But then, obviously, you'll have a standing slight. Well, you'll have them damaged over those accusations made in America. Um, and about strength and conditioning as well, which is kind of ironic. Um, yeah, I just think it's a very bizarre situation.
1: It, it's massive this though now. Like this, we're on the we're on the back of our first World Cup. You know, we we we've been we were very praising of of Noel Mooney's appointment of, of Vera mm. and thought it was one of the best appointments in many years, and it and it's proved to be. The legacy is there. She got us to a World Cup through her tried and trusted methods. This is now a key appointment, though now because all the clamour for oh, let's play more progressive football, a little bit like with Stephen Kenny, they've got to back it up now. And and the sad thing is, what I think is actually happening in the women's game. I'm no by no means an expert, but I'm more and more interested in it now. And I think this is why it's going to happen. Is it's just moving so fast now. We just really want to be seen to be competing. And I know we were very close against some of those top quality teams through effort and and but you know we weren't the most creative. And I can understand why the women want to play that way and you know very like Trap, been held back and no, they will play a system blah blah Um, but I think they've got to be very careful for what they wish for because mm. it's going to be an attractive job but they've got to get all that structure right and I know there's there's underage girls coming through who are fantastically talented but the fact is we went to a World Cup bringing in players who are playing in the highest level in Katie McCabe in the Champions League fantastic player we know but then who is and then we've got Abby Larkin, who's playing for Shamrock Rovers. Now Abby Larkin is 18; she's going to be a fantastic player going forward, and she took her opportunity. Fair play; she's going to be brilliant going forward. But that's the fact of it. That is the levels you're working on. You've got an extreme high level player to someone playing the champ uh, playing for Shamrock Rovers in the League of Ireland. So it's getting everyone up to that level, and I think they've got to be very careful on that. That ha- how quickly that's going to happen now in the wake of the World Cup a lot of them have got moves which is brilliant um so they're going to be playing better but they're still not all moving to like the women's Premier League over in England it's mm. it's like the, the second tier and then it's League of Ireland so they've just got to be very careful on it and I think having a they've got to get this real decision right um of how they're going to bring people in and i know yeah. for the FBI they want to have a coach that they, they don't want to have someone having full control over well, things they, and they want to marry but
0: i mean they, they obviously want to move away from this what they see is an antiquated style of foot, you know style of football coach and it's kind of ironic because yeah we go back to trap trap is a very old style coach you know he he wouldn't really he announced his team like days in advance and this sort of stuff and, and yes they want to go back to a system and i understand the whole thing of marrying the system together you know 4-3-3 all, although to be fair kenny doesn't play 4-3-3 because that was the whole thing we were going to honor um root doctor and um Wim Kuberman's wasn't that was a recommendation to play 4-3-3. It's a Dutch style of football. And, you know, Kenny said, well, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to play five at the back. And uh, you, you know, obviously then Vera was going to play her own style, a more defensive style. I mean, it was kind of funny. She did turn around and say beforehand, oh, you never know. We I might mean, surprise people were going to play uh, a more expansive style of football, which clearly uh, did not happen. But I agree with you, Martin. I do think it could be a case of, well, you got, you know, be careful what you wish for of course you can follow us on facebook instagram twitter give us a cheeky subscribe on youtube if you haven't already and um yeah martin see you in paris yep see you then see you then don't be late